All right, welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper. Robert here with uh, our men's ministry leader, one and only, infamous, <laughs> well-known, and uh, well-appreciated. Shiny. shiny. I'm shiny. shiny. Little shine there. Mr. Little Jim shine. Nichols, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I think uh, you owe someone a shout-out today, because today's a significant you know, day for someone close to you. Today is a huge day. Charlotte turned 12 today, my baby. Woo! So uh, yeah. we are real excited. Had Happy a fun birthday, morning with breakfast and manicures for her. and uh, Just for her? Yeah. Well, yes, just for her. <laughs> just I a pedicure for you? Or? have one done maybe a little uh brow wax but we won't talk about that but uh yeah. we did it you did it was uh, <laughs> it's been a fun morning okay yeah. and the oldest daughter delilah is going to join us for dinner tonight so. that's awesome. awesome i heard it's sushi and your it is sushi girls are very oh. excited about They're that so very very excited all right it pays awesome. to be jen's daughter Belmo. and have a birthday yeah. which there is exciting go. So, well, thank we you for fun. joining us. Not only is Jim Nichols with us, but we also have Robert the incredible, Pitchell. the amazing Anthony Hall. Um, he is I'm our back. student pastor. Man, it's so good to talk with you guys. Um, the subject we're talking about, though, um, is we are digging deeper on the message from Sunday. And um, it's, let me be upfront, it's admittedly a pretty uncomfortable topic. But I think we would be lying and would be not giving justice to the reality if we didn't say it's actually a more relevant topic than we would maybe wish that it would be. And of course, Mm -hmm. um, if you were here on Sunday and if you weren't, I I encourage you to go back and watch the message. Fair warning, um, it's probably rated PG-13 because he was talking about um, lust, purity, but really specifically pornography. And, uh, and I know that, you know, Jim, you, as our men's ministry leader, um, you work with a whole lot of men. Uh, let me ask you, has this topic come up here and there? Well, I will tell you, um, Sunday night was a rough night. Explain that. What does that mean? Um, my wife came up to me. She knew something was wrong, and she came up to me, and she goes, is there something wrong? And, and I told her, I said, well, this is the third text I've got from a guy who kind of wanted to expose what was going on in his life. Mm. And she goes, man, I knew something was up because you look like you're ready to cry. And I'm like, well, I am Mm. ready to cry. And I proceeded to have two more texts. Five guys on Sunday kind of wanted to expose what was going on in in their life. And they they wanted uh, hope and healing. And uh, I think that's really the first step that Brandon talked about. um, But that was really, really rough. We talk about it at men's retreat every year um i know brandon touches on it um more than any pastor that i know um because i think it is a a a sin really of the 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 spirit and just how it can devastate your life and not only your life but your your marriage your relationships your kids future generations i mean it's something that we need to get a hold of yeah now you said something i don't want to breeze past it because you said you believe it's a sin of the spirit meaning it's a spiritual sin a lot of people would say it's actually a very carnal or fleshly thing what what did you mean when you said it's a sin of the spirit i think it's a it's i mean what sin isn't a sin of the spirit that's right you know but um it is a sin of it's 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 a huge disconnect between you and god i mean the the holy spirit uh, obviously you're convicted you don't want to be doing this i don't believe but yet you can't stop and so it's a rebuke of the holy spirit when you do it 
I believe. Yeah, a lot of times it's 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 it can become a spiritual battle, but t- sometimes it actually leads towards I would call spiritual negligence, where where you create such a wall between you and the Holy Spirit because in order to continue to engage in your lustful desires, it often requires you to become deafened to the voice of the spirit. Yeah. And so it starts to affect your relationship with God in a really detrimental and expansive way. And so it's actually very insightful that you would mention mm-hmm. that. And Anthony, you work with youth. Now, yeah. um, I can't imagine being a youth in today's landscape, in today's culture, because, you know, when I was when I was a teenager, um, pornography was something that was available, but difficult to get a hold of. And um, when Jim was there, I, I, a teen, I don't know what it was like <laughs> then, but, you know, it might have been... I, don't I think some... you probably had to go to a store... I can't remember. So it was long ago. it was just a difficult. It was, <laughs> you had to go rent something, maybe. It was just. I don't know what people. Did. Vegas is the only that was place. Okay. that wasn't an age joke. I'm just saying it was just a different landscape. <laughs> Time Magazine. I mean, that's the best we had back in the day. The Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no. So, but it, the truth is, is that it wasn't as accessible. It wasn't readily available. It wasn't like yeah. always in your face, and maybe in different part. forms. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, like literally. Teenagers are carrying one of these everywhere yeah. they go. If you're listening, I held up my cell phone. You know, they have a computer yep. with internet access, access in their everything. pocket or next to their bed. It's constantly in their face. Their mm. friends are going to be showing them things. I mean, like, it's not we're passing around the Playboy anymore. Now it's, uh, let me send you this this mm. this website. Let me send you this video. Let me send you, you know, or people are, and I've noticed this too, teenagers are even exploiting each other. Yeah. Um, and, and all of a sudden, like you're seeing that whole sexual exploitation happen amongst minors mm. to other minors. I mean, it's, it's heavy. What is it like as a youth pastor? Sorry, I, I got a little overwhelmed as I started to think about it. As a youth pastor, as someone who is trying to, to lead teenagers in a way that is God's best for them, mm-hmm. in a way that they would find their identity in Christ, that they would uh, escape the devices of the devil, all these different things. Man, what is it like as a youth pastor as you navigate this very serious but also way too prevalent topic? Yeah, I mean, you. I think you said the best word probably possible is heavy. It's heavy. Uh, it's, I think, and, and I'm sure we'll talk probably even more about this, but I think the biggest danger with it is that people think that it only affects them, themselves. Um, and so with teenagers specifically, I think that the hardest part about it is, one, how accepted it is and encouraged it is culturally. The majority of them probably don't even have an awareness that it's wrong. Uh, Explain that. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll even I'll even just like share about myself for a minute okay. even. When I went to college, I got saved and pretty much like immediately went to Bible college when I was really taking God serious. Mm-hmm. I was probably two and a half, three months into college when I found out that you were not supposed to watch pornography. I, it was something I had done pretty much my whole life. And I remember I was in a class and I was sitting and at my table, there was like table groups and my dorm leader who was a year older than me had already been in college a year. His dad was a pastor, grew up in church. He was sitting at the table and the professor was up front and he was like, oh, you, porn is bad. And I remember looking at the table around me and like making a joke like, well, what's this guy watching or something that I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And I remember no one laughed and like everyone just kind of looked at me and I remember feeling like 
kind of guilty, kind of ashamed, but also clueless. Like you didn't know. Yeah, I had like, no clue. Okay. And, and so then, like, as soon as it ended, my dorm leader, uh, shout out to Christian, love that guy, but he pulls me aside. And he's like, hey, walk with me for a minute. And he's like, hey, yeah. bro, I heard, you know, I know you made that joke and like no one really responded. Do you know that it's like a sin? Do you know it's not okay to watch porn and that's actually very damaging? And I was like, are you serious? Mm. <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, then I got a problem. Like, mm. I have no idea. And, and I think about it like, that was me and that was my life, but that is a reality for so many people. And and the more like I've been involved in church, the more I know that there's Christians, there's kids who are raised in the church that are just as naive to it because, you know, it's like known in specific, but because it can be an awkward topic at times for people, it's easier to avoid it a lot of times. Yeah, let's not talk so about it. So when you avoid it, then they, they have no way of even knowing it's wrong. They have, you know, they it's, it's going to be hard for them to identify that conviction in their life when they don't even know it's wrong. And, and yeah, so, so it's heavy. So you're saying that culture has um, gotten to the point where the, the input from the culture would say this is an okay thing. Oh, I think the input I hear and see among like youth culture is it you're, wow. you're wrong if you don't do this. You are, a, wow. you're, you're not, you're not going to be prepared for your sex life. If you're not watching this, you're not mm, going to know mm. if it's love, if it doesn't feel or look, or the experience isn't similar to this. And so, wow. so not only is it part of culture, but I think it's, it's a long, it's a long, long term damaging, has a long term damaging effect, which we can talk more about, obviously. Yeah. And, there's, and there's so much soft porn. I mean, yeah. look at any Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, it's just inundated everywhere. Mm. Soft porn. So, like it's like watered down, mm-hmm. yeah. You like, know? yeah. Sexual so, provocation is much more widely yeah. accepted now. Or modesty, I guess, would be the word yeah. that most people would use. But uh, right. and just to be clear on that too, like that's not just a women thing, right? Like I, I, one of the things I think about and I talk about a lot with like our our teenage boys when we're in conversations like this. Our teenage boys, meaning youth students, is yeah. like not necessarily the word chivalry, but also like if you really want, like you want to be a husband one day, you are going to be committed to your wife. That doesn't mean you need to, you know, there's no practice field for that. You're, you're, you're not, you know, you don't need to be having sex 10 years before you're married in order for sex to be good within your marriage. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. And so uh, like understanding that helps it kind of creates, they, they have the opportunity at least to start creating good habits and patterns now that way, when marriage does come for them and everything like that, it's not like, uh, you know, they hopefully are able to avoid some of the issues that others haven't because they didn't know early enough or anything like that. You know, even as you're talking and you're talking about how much the paradigm has shifted, because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, like, even when not in a church setting or in a Christian context, everybody knew, like, the Playboy getting passed around was a bad thing. Yes. Like, you know, like the, the magazines were behind yeah. the other thing. The, the, you know, the covers, they're reason. hidden in yeah. the back right. of the yeah. of the store, whatever right. else. It was hard to get to. Uh, it, it, and it sounds like the paradigm has shifted now. Oh, yeah. And, and it blows my mind because Brandon shared a whole bunch of statistics yeah. about the detriment, but also the prevalence of pornography. Um, we know now that oftentimes like a, an addiction to pornography is a very real thing. We heard real. Jennifer's story. Thank you so much for your yeah, courage and boldness, awesome. by the yes. way. 
That's um, beautiful. But we heard, and, and she said it well. She said it releases dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. It actually can ease your nerves, almost like smoking a cigarette can. Like it has chemical effects on the body well, that not, are proven and, by science. Yeah, not only that, I thought it was like she she did phenomenal. By she the did. Way. We really mean well. that. Very appreciative of her in just that moment. Same. But saying it was like being addicted to cocaine is is not just like half true. That is true. It's true. Studies show your brain is just as addictive to the release you have yes. from watching and viewing pornography than as someone who is addicted to cocaine. Yeah. And so with all of that scientific knowledge, it's mind-blowing to me when I hear you say to the point where there's this paradigm now in our culture yeah. that says if you're not consuming pornography or pornographic material, mm-hmm. then then you're actually, something's wrong with you. Like, like, you know, there's a justification that even goes against scientific fact. And, and, and so as Brandon shared all those statistics, um, you know, some of them were, were startling. Perhaps you've heard a lot of them before. Perhaps you have not. If you're listening to this, maybe they were like mind blowing to you. Just, just to name a few. He mentioned that it's a $97 billion industry, which is more than, um, the MLB, Major League Baseball, the the NFL, the NBA, the NBA NHL, NHL um, combined. Honestly, like it's it is a massive economic machine. Like it is huge because people are consuming, consuming, consuming. Um, but then he talked about like how prevalent it is in different demographics. Were any of those shocking to you? Did any of them kind of pop out and make you think to yourself, "Whoa," you know, or or did, were any of them? Convicting because it was all too relatable. 50% of pastors look at porn one time a month at least. Mm-hmm. No, I was blown statistics. away by that. Yeah. You know, I'm not supposed to put pastors on a pedestal, but, you know, you, you I mean, pastors out of anyone understand the importance of trying to live a mm-hmm. godly, yeah. you know, sinless life, which is impossible, but, yeah. but they still do. Yeah. They can't yeah. stop. And so... What's going on? How are we going to get a hold of this? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was probably the, I wouldn't say it shocked me, but when he shared the, I think it was like 79% of porn accounts are registered to men and 76 are women or something, wow. he said. He shared some something a like statistic that. similar was, to yeah, that. Yeah, 67 and, or something like and that. And I think was... like that is probably for me, like I grew up where, like the digital age was still where I was growing up. So I would say that porn was still just as accessible for me back then as it is now, kind of. Okay. Yeah. But, that's the biggest thing I've seen change is it used to be almost like a stereotypical, this is a guy thing. Yeah. Yeah, Guys deal with this guy struggles with this, right? (laughs) Or men are pigs, men, you know, all men want to sex. And and now we see this kind of, that kind of is what stuck me. If that makes sense. I'm like, man, this is, it's a disease. (laughs) Like it's going around and and it, it it doesn't stop at anyone, you know? Now, Now you've probably heard in our voice, if you're listening to this, like, our frustration, even our kind of like not anger, but like just our heartbreak over it. But there's also a whole bunch of empathy, I think, because um, I mean, lust, whether it's whether it's full on hardcore pornography consumption and addiction or whether it's just, you know, there's a great oh, book that was written. Every young man's battle, you know, written. I don't even know how long ago, but it's still relevant it. today and still good in that sense. And, 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 but really kind of describe the battle of just trying to control your hormones and your desires and your fleshly lust and all this type of different stuff. We, it's something we all can identify with and yeah. battle with and things like that too. And so, I mean, if you're listening to this and, and, and you're like, maybe up to this point, you're kind of like, man, I'm feeling like terrible about myself. Like, don't, don't like, like, terrible. 
shame is a insufficient motivator towards purity. So let me ask you guys, what do you think is a sufficient motivator towards purity? Like what, what should actually motivate us to say, okay, listen, we've heard all the statistics. We, we, we can get the, the climate of what our world looks like. We want to be different. I don't want to be consumed by a pornography addiction or even just, just lustful desires. Like what is it that should drive us over and over again to say, you know what? I want to be different. Like what is going to help us actually motivate to change? And then let's, uh, after that, I want to talk about what are some ways to change? What are some tools that actually will, yeah. will help us right. as, as men and women, as boys and girls? I, I think this is something that is even reaching young people at yeah, this point. Sure. One of the statistics that Brandon shared was that the average um, age that people would see their first pornographic material was like eight or something like that, or 11, I think he said. So it was something really young. I think it was 11, actually. Um, And so 11 is the average, I have it right here, age uh, that a child is first exposed to pornography, and 94% of children will see porn by the age of 14. So that's that's startling. So so we know that it's not just an adult thing. Oftentimes it was the adult section of the bookstore back in the day, right? There's adult bookstores. Now now it's a every person type of thing. You, You know, what does it look like for us to be motivated like, what is it going to actually take for us to actually change our priorities and change our perspective to say, you know what, I, I want to be different and I want different for my life and for those around me? Yeah. Um, you can take this one first. <laughs> I got, well, for, yeah, this is, uh, I'm randomly pretty passionate about this topic. Mm-hmm. I think because I was so blindsided by it and and I was just super blessed with like, very very like great leaders in my college experience that i once i said hey i didn't know this was wrong they immediately weren't just like idiot or you know better figure it out they're like oh well let's start meeting let's do this let's get you in this group let's blah 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 and so i I ended up doing this group called conquer series and Mm. it is one of the most life life life-changing things i've ever done but also like like it, it was a different experience for me so the whole thing is centered around like freedom from uh, any sort of sexual bondage or pornography or mm-hmm. and all of that. It talks about the science and everything. And it would be these war videos. It talks about how it's a war of your mind. And, it, mm-hmm. and every single thing would be someone talking, telling a story, whatever. And then it cut to some sort of like war scene, like just all to illustrate the war that's happening in our brains when we deal with lust. And the guy that instructed the class, one of the most impactful people in my life, he'd start every class by walking to the front of the room and going, gentlemen, we're here to kick the devil in the teeth. <laughs> and I told Robert that the other day. Yes, you told me. Like there's some funny okay. stuff that happened within it, but it was the most freeing time of my life. And mm. what he continued, one of the things that like they continuously push in there is every single person has a desire to be loved. Every single one of us. We know that we get it from God. Hopefully you get it from your spouse one day, right? Like that's, yeah. that's a goal. But you, you will never be able to identify and receive love to the fullest if you are tainted by lust, if you are corrupt by lust, yeah. lust, if you're led by lust, you are never going to be able to fully identify what love is actually happening around you and in your life because it's a cloud. And, and so for me, hearing him say that, and, and that might mean mm. something to you listening, it might mean nothing at all, but that to me immediately made me go, I don't want to feel cloud. Like I, I felt enough kind of rejection and stuff in my life like i want to feel love i want to be able to identify you Mm -hmm. know who's loving me and what how's god loving me and all this so that was kind of the motivator for me is i want to experience god in the fullest and if god is love then i don't want to be clouded and miss it 
I, I want to do the hard stuff now. That way I can experience God to the full capacity. That's so good because I, I think a lot of people, they hear this and, 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 you know, if you're around the church, if you're trying to be a Christian, but maybe you're new to this thing, like, yeah. you know, and, and maybe this is like, you, maybe you're just kind of searching and seeking and, and things like that too. You might hear these kind of like talks or mm. these discussions and think to yourselves like, man, these guys are real sticks in the mud. Like you must be real fun at parties kind of stuff. Like you guys are really like legalistic or whatever else. The truth is, is that I think that what we've come to realize, at, at least I can, I can speak for myself, and it sounds like you as well, <laughs> is that everything other than Jesus Christ is a counterfeit for what we've created to be, which is actually yeah. in communion, in community with Jesus, 100%. is to be in relationship with our Father in heaven, with our Creator, to actually fulfill what He's created us to be, which is to be an image of Him, to be an image bearer of His goodness. And so when we want love, it's because God is love. It's yeah. because we are we are being a delegate, a representative of God as a loving father. And so we want love, we want to give love, and mm. lust is a poor substitute, a horrible counterfeit for what we were actually created to um, experience. And so what I've discovered over and over again, and, and I think you have too, and probably you as well, Jim, is that the reason why I want to flee sexual immorality, number one, is because God said so. Yeah. But number two is also because I want the fullness of what Jesus brings. Jesus yeah. says, I've come so that you may have life and life more abundant. I can guarantee you there's a whole lot of things in this world and that the devil will poke at and present to you that will steal that possibility away yep. from you. Yes. And, and pornography is a huge vehicle that he uses on a regular basis in that way. Definitely. Yes. J Jim, what do you think? What is, what is a huge motivator for you <sighs> to say, man, I, I want to live in a way that's different in regard to my sexual purity? Well, the topic is really, really big to me yeah. because I do, as men's ministry leader, mm -hmm. I, it, it comes across my um, my sphere a lot. Yeah. Men do reach out to me, and I appreciate that, and I, and I want them to be able to overcome mm -hmm. that. Um, two things, my, my priorities in life, Jesus, my wife, my children. Um, first Corinthians um, 6, I think 9, 10, talks about... Um, the adulteress, the immoral, the drunkenness will not inherit the kingdom of earth. Now, I don't think looking at porn is going to necessarily keep you from heaven. Mm -hmm. But here's here's the deal, because, of course, we have First John, that Jesus' blood has washed all our sins away. So, But what I do want to say is there is going to someday become a meeting, a reckoning, and um, everything is going to be exposed. Hmm. If you want to do a neat thing, um, 13 years ago, Brandon made a, uh, a little short um, video. Uh, it's called, you can, you can look it up on YouTube. Okay. It's called Junk in the Trunk. Brandon Grant. <laughs> okay, there you go. Your junk in the trunk. Be very careful Googling so, that go regarding Google, the topic that we have Google right that. now, okay? No, 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 it's not. It's, not, it's just junk in the trunk, Brandon Grant. Okay. You can see Brandon as a baby 13 years ago. It's hilarious. <laughs> and he talks about the junk in your trunk someday is going to get exposed, yeah. whether in this life yes. or in the next life. I mean, you're going to have a meeting with Jesus face-to-face -face someday. I want that meeting to go well. I do. Yeah. I know I fall short, but I want to give my myself the best chance. Yeah. Um, I say you did the best you did. Yeah. yeah. I haven't looked at porn for 17 years. Wow, I incredible. met my wife 17 years ago, my second wife, and um, there's a purity in our relationship, in our marriage, 
and I don't want anything to ever come between, b- b- between that. I want right. to look into her eyes with pure eyes, yeah. and that is more important than anything that I could possibly get looking at porn. Mm. I have two children. I want to make sure generationally this isn't handed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, um, keeps me on the right path. Good. Can I ask a question before yes. we go to the next one? And I'm curious, this sure. both of you have kids. I know your kids are younger, mm-hmm. but still, mm-hmm. as a parent, how how do you lead your kids through that? Like, like how open and honest are you about your past? How do you like? How are you monitoring what they're seeing? We married up. We have great wives. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. There like my, my wife has unbelievable that. wisdom. That one day. There's a lot of she, truth she really does. She has an unbelievable wisdom <laughs> yeah. on how yes. to gently approach and in a timely way a lot of these topics. Because when we talk about, I mean, obviously Brandon's message was kind of focaled point around this idea of pornography, yeah. this topic of pornography, <clears throat> but sexual immorality or impurity, yeah. you know, different things like that. Like you know, like those encompass a whole lot of other things that are becoming. Uh, like relevant topics to talk to our kids about, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're having to address things like, you know, like w- when the girl at their school, you know, wants to have a girlfriend and then we have to talk through those kind of things too yeah. and just, you know, help them understand. And it, like it's, so we're constantly having to navigate all kinds of stuff. And Jim isn't, yeah. you know, flowering the truth here. Like, yeah. no, like it's- We have girls. Wives. Yeah, they're girls. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I am blessed. I've married a woman yes. who is unbelievably wise, gentle, yeah. and yes. has a way of addressing hard topics with a whole lot of gentleness, empathy, and humility. Um, as they happen, though. Um, as they're approached with them. So, yeah. um, so you're not necessarily sitting them down being like, well, no, hey, but, but there Robert, time. Robert does have things in place. Why don't you talk about what you have in place that all goes to the family computer? Yeah, so I, I mean, mean like, and, and and we'll get to tools in, in a bit here too, yeah. so I don't want to jump uh, the gun too it. much. Sure, but, okay. But yeah. I, was just, I just thought it'd be good because like I deal with you students, don't have kids on, of my own. Right. And it's as, as, you know, I get them for a day, maybe two nights a week, right? Like you guys are in the same house as your kids. So I'm just wondering, and I've seen things before, but I didn't know if you, yeah. for parents part, out there, you know, I thought it'd be good. To- yeah. A huge part of it too, is that, um, like, you know, I don't know if we have it all right. We're just trying to figure it out too. Yeah. If, right. Like, yeah, but more is caught than taught. Cl- yeah. Please be sure. clear. I, I am no parenting expert. We're just trying to do <laughs> yeah. our best to honor God and lead our kids to Jesus. Right. I believe that Jesus yeah. will actually keep them in, in his and his idea of what's perfect for them as well, and and, and I like his idea better anyway. So, um, so so that's my goal is to lead them to Jesus. Right. But we also try to be really intentional to model, you know, a healthy yeah. marriage, and that includes um, like even like our physical like displays of affection, right? Like so yeah. so like kissing and hugging and cuddling and things like that too. In the context of a marriage, letting mm-hmm. you know you know those kind of things within moderation with wisdom and discernment, yeah, exactly. right? Like so so I think. That's like great. you said, more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And so so we just want to be yeah. the best models that we can, Ashley and I, but that's we're great. trying to figure it out on on our on our way there as well. Well, that's yeah. good. And it's like a perfect segue too, because you you don't want to say something that you're not doing, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't want to teach sure. it if we're not if we're not absolutely and we can be vulnerable throughout that. But even with that, like so then what are ways? Like I know I have some like what are ways that you Yeah, can, what are some tools and what does it look yeah, like? And, and you kinda of asked me that question. And so yeah, you know, one thing this is an enemy we cannot see. I mean, that's an important thing to understand. And it's, it's a spiritual war. It, when you say it's an enemy that we cannot see, what do you mean? I'm like, uh, I'm like pornography is... Where's and, Pete and Goodman when I need him? Yeah. 
No, Pete just talked about this is an enemy that can uh, attack at any point. Oh, sure. For any reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't believe that it's all related to sex. I think it could be mm -hmm. related to control. Um, yeah. It can trauma. be related to trauma, anxiety. All of a sudden, yeah. um, it can be related to so many Stress. things. I don't even know if sex is even much a part of it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, I guess. But, you know, there's, there's, there's just so much. But you never know when the enemy is going to strike. Yeah. And that's what you have to be very aware of. And, and I will say this, too, with a lot of empathy. Um, and hopefully, like, it's real about me, too, is that um, as much as I, I sometimes would be like, the enemy, the devil's doing this. You know, the devil put this on my computer. The devil, you know, oftentimes it's just me. It's just my own flesh, right? It's just my own desires. It's my own hormones. It's my own brokenness and dysfunction that oftentimes distorts this great thing that God made and then uses it for... Um, things that actually will lead towards destruction, things that are not good and not good fruits yeah. um, in my life. And so um, I think it's, I think the devil is definitely part of it, but I, I think that a lot of times it's just me as well. Yeah. And so we have to put boundaries and things in place yeah. that really kind of help guard against not only the devil, but also guard against what I know my own proclivities are yeah. um, as a human, right? And so you, you kind of ask, like, what are some things I have in place? Honestly, like iCloud helps a lot because yeah. it connects all my devices. Yeah, they're all and so there. my text that. messages, my my social media accounts are also Just on the family thing. iPads, yeah. right? And that. things like that too. And so what I'm mm. looking at, guess what? The algorithms will produce what they produce, not just for my eyes, yeah. but also as my wife and as my girls are on yeah. an, an iPad, I have to think about what I'm looking at. Do I want my girls to see it? Because they will, <laughs> you know, and things yeah. like that the, too. Say what yeah. you want about the algorithm, but it yeah. works. Yeah. It, does. it works. It it's does. crazy. It's, it's going to produce what you're, what you're searching, what you're looking up will be, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if you want to hold yourself accountable, go up to someone that it would be an embarrassment about maybe, yeah. and then go to your search, whatever section yeah. of, of Instagram, whatever you have. That's all I have. I'm not, I'm not relevant with the TikTok because TikTok was just a mess for me. So I was like, no way. And so um, like, and literally go to your search section and then just pull it down to refresh it yep. and see what your algorithm suggests for yeah. you. Also, what you stop on. Yeah, so when you're scrolling and you stop on something, it's it's, it's counting like how long right. you looked at it. Yeah, it's got it's counting all kinds of different things, wow. which but I don't. That's great. So ha, so giving having access to more, it's not even like it opens the door for accountability, right? It's not just fear yes. based. Like I'm afraid someone will see. But no, it leaves room for conversation if something pops right. up. Right, it actually is accountability. Yeah, it because is. Because the problem with accountability, if you're my accountability partner, mm -hmm. I'm only going to tell you what I want you to know. Yeah, sure. exactly. And I'm just, when it's like if that, I'm there's nothing doing, if different. I'm sinning and I, I feel like lying to you about it, I'm going to lie to you about yeah, it. That's and right. so it's not really just having an accountability partner isn't yeah. enough. Yeah. And I think I, 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 I shared with enough. you that I do uh, co covenant eyes. Covenant yeah, eyes. With, with my you know, best friends that have moved away now, but still we still, you know, they get a weekly report on me, I get a weekly report on them, and just having that in place, Huge. you know, I don't have a problem, but I want to make sure I never have a problem. Absolutely. yeah. And so just having that in place, you know, if, if you're not willing to do this, I'm not sure you can lick this. Yeah, hmm. you, know? you mentioned covenant. You said it's the best. Is that something that you also utilize in your own life? I used it in college, so I had a, I struggled to get mm -hmm. through this sure. big time. Like it was, it was difficult. And so covenant eyes, mm -hmm. which I I talked to someone about it recently, actually, who's started using it, and it sounds like it's changed a little bit. It, I don't know if 
I've heard Covenant Eyes. I've heard one of the good things about it is it not only monitors, um, and it's a mo- these are all monitoring softwares yeah. that will not help hold you accountable but they monitor um, for what you're looking at and send them to an accountability partner. Or um, if you really want to put some more skin in the game, a spouse, um, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. like your boss, <laughs> someone yeah, that's like someone. In, that's in, that has some Jim significant consequence with it, you know. Um, you know, whatever else it is, but Covenant Eyes, I understand, will not only monitor your your web browser yeah. stuff going on, but also will monitor your social media. And, and the way that it does emails. it is, it actually will take a random screenshot and send screenshots to yes. your accountability partner. And they're yeah, blurred. So that's different. Than and they're blurred. Like, okay, but okay. you can definitely, you know, um, ask them about it. See, when I yeah, was in college, you know? it would just send. It would whether you deleted it or not, it would send all the history immediately, every single site you visited yeah. and everything to. Whoever I think that, that's whoever's true email is listed. Yeah. So that's great. But I want to say, like, because this is important to me, it you this is not a cold turkey thing. You don't yeah. cut this cold. Uh, at least in in my experience, like, even if you're able to stop doing it, you're still going to deal with feelings of it. it. It's a, it's a you know it's a battle that continues. Yeah, it's, a, it's an everyday battle. But what's important is when you're first starting to kind of pursue the healing and freedom on it. And and this is something I learned firsthand, but like the best advice I give everyone on this, in my opinion, is celebrate little wins. Hmm. I tell that to students all the time. Like mm-hmm. if you go three days without it and you mess up on fourth day, do not beat yourself up and go, oh, I messed up. So I'm just going to go good. back. No, no, no. Little wins. I went three days. Yeah. Let's go four. Right. Like, like the, you set these things and what happens is you're building different habits every single time. And what does scripture tell us? Be transformed by the renewal of our mind. You're literally changing the way you think when you go, ah, I'm messing up right yeah. now. Uh, I'm just going to, I messed up. I'm just going to keep going, I guess. Uh, I, I, there's no hope for me. I, I did it today. I might as well, I was just going to, it's just who I am. It doesn't hurt anyone. Like, no, if you're going to be transformed so by the renewal of your mind, you it's unrealistic to think that that thought is, I'm just not going to do it anymore and it's going to be easy forever. Right? That's yeah. unrealistic. But a more realistic, attainable mindset shift and a transforming of the mind is to say, you know what? I messed up, but the way I think about it now is it's okay that I messed up, but how, how, what can I do different next time? Or how can I extend the streak? Or how, how can I do, you know, I think let new people in? That's why I asked that question to frame it. Yeah. Of what, is a, what is a sustainable motivator? Yeah. You know, because if it's fear, if it's shame, I mean, all these tools that you have, they're, they're just tools. Yep. Accountability partners, I promise you, it is it is active. It'll help hold you accountable. It'll deter you from stepping you know, into different areas and, and putting yourself in predicaments. And then cycles that start to happen in your life, it'll help kind of keep some control on those things and bring kind of a, a community around you to help support yeah. you as you do that. Another tool, by the way, that Brandon mentioned was um, to me was it's called accountability accountability to you, I think is what it's called. Um, and so you can, you can look that up as well the number two Y O U. And so, um, there's, there's a a few different softwares that are out there that you can use for those types of things. Um, but I gotta tell you tools, even accountability, they only work as much as you prioritize them. Yeah. Because I can give you the best set of mechanic tools (laughs) that I could ever give you. But if you never prioritize learning how to use them and then actually implementing them into your life, it's just expensive metal. Right. And in the same way, like in in the same, and it's just like with anything else, right? Like, you know, and, and, and here's a deal. And, and we're Ben and I actually were talking about this um, earlier today. The, The difference between some of these accountability softwares is that it's not, it's, it's a passive tool in the sense that you don't have to actively engage in it it yeah. monitors for you and then it gets you involved on its own and some so there's some benefits to it in that way 
But, but really when it comes down to it is, is that you can get those reports and those reports can be sent out to your accountability partners or the people that you're being held accountable by. And all you can experience through that is shame mm. or, or, or fear or just a, a terrible feeling about who you are and identity crises and feeling like, man, I'm never going to be able to kick this. I'm always going to be, you know, fill in the blank of whatever derogatory statement you'll label yourself with. When the reality is, is I believe and I know in the depths of my heart that what God wants for you, for me, for anyone is freedom. And not just freedom that 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 says you can't do this and can't do that. And sometimes people will, will hear that and be like, that's not freedom. No, no, the freedom to actually be what you were created to be, to actually experience the God that you're created to experience and be in community and, and in a relationship with yeah. and actually yeah. be back to the garden, yeah. like, like in the Garden of Eden where you can walk and talk and be open with God and have affirmation and acceptance and love and all the things that you're really looking for from the source himself. That's, mm -hmm. that's what freedom looks like that's why the, the bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed and i believe that the bible also says that that if you seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness yes. then everything else shall be added to you mm -hmm. and so yes being free from from lust and porn and all these different things it'll, it'll give you a better marriage like you kind of yes. experienced it'll prepare you for marriage uh shout out for anthony uh you gotta know. marry up <laughs> yeah yep, he's gotta marry up so um he's open to any i'm just joking no. probably he's not he's not um but you know you know, all those things will happen, yes. but, but really like if you will seek first, like the kingdom of God, if you seek first what God has for you, then everything else shall be added to you. Yeah. And when you're seeking God, whenever you're setting your mind on things above and not below, right. then your mind's already filled. You're already having thoughts of goodness and purity and holiness. And so guess what? There's no room for anything else. Yeah. Be proactive in the sense of that you wake up in the morning and you start to really like dig into the goodness of God before mm -hmm. you can be corrupted by the distractions of the world Definitely. in that way. So anyway, That's great. you guys have anything else that you guys want to add on this heavy but super relevant topic? I've been going to Rise for nine years. Yeah. And just how awesome it is to go to a church that doesn't shy away from a single topic, mm -hmm. you know, and this topic is huge. Um, and so just, I appreciate the pastors, mm -hmm. you know, that are willing to just go where maybe some pastors won't, won't go cause it's controversial, you know? Um, and so I just thank you, mm -hmm. you know, and thank Brandon, you know, for leading us and, uh, and, uh, showing us, you know, that, uh, that there is hope and healing in Jesus' name. And that's the end of it, yeah. And um, we do talk about it every men's retreat, and we're going to talk about it in May again. <laughs> but my prayer is that right now, you know, we just get on our knees and just pray, and just, uh, and and this, just, we're able to overcome this, you know? And, and that's my prayer for the men, and that's why I try to do what I do. And, um, you know, I think you can reach out to me, Anthony, Robert, obviously, Pastor Brandon, Pete would be mm -hmm. great to reach out to. No one's going to expose you, but but let's 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 get a hold of this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's you know let's quit just talking about it every year and yeah. let's, let's and it, and yeah. let's let's handle yeah. let's let's do it because you can be healed of yeah. this. Yeah, and and, and it is so best. freeing, absolutely. And so, so that's that's my final thoughts. I, awesome. My final thoughts are is a statement. 
It's time to kick the devil in the teeth. Time to kick the devil in the teeth. Like hey, that. before we close, I do want to mention Celebrate Recovery is also a really awesome thing. You probably heard that from Jennifer's story. That's where she's found a lot of freedom. And I want to encourage you, they meet on Mondays here at the church at 6.30 p.m. So if you're interested in that, you can even email me, robert at rightcitychurch.com. I'd love mm-hmm. to connect you. But listen, we want Incredible God's church. best for you. We want to see you experience the liberty, the freedom that Jesus has for you. And yes. so I hope you're encouraged um, and not just more shame heaped upon you by our conversation today. But um, again, like Jim, like Anthony said, it's time to kick the devil in the teeth. Let's do we'll it. see you next time on Digging Deeper. Deeper.